They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Hello, everyone. We are so excited today to have our guest here. We have a special guest, and she has an amazing story that you guys are going to just love. So I have Jill Monaco with me today. Welcome to our show today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yay. So I'm going to tell you just a little bit about Jill and um, a little bit of, and she's going to share actually a little bit more about her and her story. So Jill is a CEO of Jill Monaco Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit, and she has a passion to encourage people to pursue the presence of God and find freedom in Christ. She's a speaker, a best-selling author, an ACC credentialed coach with the International Coach Federation. Jill is known for captivating audiences with high, with her high energy. And I love that. Tell us a little bit more about you and kind of where your story started. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's so funny when I listen to people read the bio, I'm like, my life is so different than what I thought it would be. <laughs> um, I actually was a professional actress for 20 years. So, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So, and I did uh, national tours. So I've been in almost every state and singing and dancing. Um, and I did that and I loved it. I've done some commercials and I still do uh, audiobook narration. And so I still have a little dabble in that. But really around, uh, I'd say 2003, I just was really tanking in life. And that story's for another day. But I started going to church and I just really, I encountered the love of God in a way that I had never had it my whole life. And so I switched careers and went into ministry full time. And long story short, seven years ago, I started my own ministry, uh, which is a nonprofit. And our heart is just really, I know when people encounter love, it just radically changes them. Like Mm -hmm. love is the thing, like no matter how hurt we've been, And maybe it's not even the love of God for some people. It's just being loved by someone else and being seen and validated for who you are and um, accepted. And so that's really the heart of our ministry. And out of that, I've done things like you mentioned. Um, I've become credentialed as uh, an International Coach Federation coach. I'm certified in a couple other things like Strength Finder, um, premarital and marriage um, coaching, and I've developed my own thing called Freedom Coaching, which um, I was blessed to be able to trademark that a few years ago, and hopefully we'll be training other people um, to do that. I wrote a book that went to number one on Amazon called The Freedom Coach Model, and it really isn't... 
Yeah, wow, that's it, awesome. And it's really the tools that I use in coaching. It's not like a book to sit down and read. It's more of a, um, like each chapter has a different subject where I coach you through that subject and you put a place to journal and work through it. Um, so now that's what I do. I'm a speaker, um, author and coach and podcaster, <laughs> but that's, that's what my life is about. So we know now where you're at. So tell us, take us back to where your story kind of begins and where you kind of find this journey of where you're at today. You know, I'd say that that day in 2003 was a big day, but really what led me to um, to do what I'm doing now, around 2012, I was working for a nonprofit. I loved my job, um, traveled a lot, and just I just loved it. And then we got, our whole department got laid off. And that was a real surprise to us. None of us saw it coming. And, and so I started consulting and um, just serving more at my church. And, and I realized some gifts that I didn't know I had. You know, when you're just doing what you love to do and, you know, you're not worried about, I was, of course, not, not that I wasn't worried about money, but like, I didn't know, I didn't have a lead. You know, I was interviewing for things. I was consulting, but I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was leaving it open to the Lord. And so through serving, um, and I just started meeting with people and praying with them. That's how I developed this freedom freedom coaching model. And uh, and so that's what set me. And then I said, you know, I should probably get certified and study more so I could be better. And, you know, I just want to do things with excellence. And one thing led to another. Uh, and uh, that's how I started. Wow. Okay. So you... You took off on this journey and you, did you say you were 23? Oh, no, no. I was, um, I was in my forties when I went on the journey. Oh, so you were, you were a lot older. Okay. Yeah. So, so you were in your forties and you had been in this career for a while, it sounds like then, Mm -hmm. and you've actually decided to go on the road and just like, like find yourself. (laughs) I think a lot of people thought I was doing that. And I, to be honest, I wasn't sure. But after I got laid off and I was consulting and interviewing for jobs, I would wake up every morning with this idea. And it was like, wow, I'm not married. I don't have kids. My lease is up soon. What if I put everything in storage and just went and visited friends across country? You know, like Mm -hmm. I've got enough money to last for a few months if I don't have overhead you know, and then by noon, I'd be like, that is crazy, Jill. <laughs> Who does that? And uh, every morning I would wake up 10 a.m., you know, because I'm sleeping in, you know, I'm staying up late because I don't have a job. And I'm 9, 10, I'm like, no, I should do this. This sounds great. And by noon, I'm like, no, that's crazy. And then finally, one day, um, I spent a lot more time in prayer and with the Lord and because I had more time. And I asked him one day, I was like, is that you? are you telling me to do this? Because so often our gut feeling, our instincts are really mm. things that he's whispering to us. Exactly. And if we're not sure, because we're, when we're so busy, we really can't hear his voice. We don't know what's him and what's us. And, um, and so I love the slower pace I had for a few months. And then this dream kept coming up. And so I did, I was reading Luke 9, And it says um, that Jesus gave power and authority to all the disciples to to go everywhere and to cast out demons and to heal. 
And the, the, that chapter explains more, but that's what they did. They went everywhere and they saw healing and they ministered to people. And I was like, I want to do that because I didn't want to just go see friends. That felt kind of frivolous. Mm-hmm. And so I embarked on a journey and I surrendered and said, Lord, whatever you want to do with my life, I will, the next three months, I'll go and stay with friends in cities because then I have a place to sleep. Um, but I'll serve you in that city or that town or in that home. And it ended up being a three-year journey. Wow. So three years. So how did you actually make money? Because you have to have food and you have to have your natural, you know, everyday thing. So how did you make money long enough to survive for three years? Oh my goodness. It was not easy. And I think the first lesson God taught me was that he is faithful and my fear lies to me. (laughs) Um, And so, I mean, even now we're like talking about recession, right? And it's scary when you're not sure where money is going to come from. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way at first I had nobody that would support me financially because I mean, honestly, friends and family who loved me were like, have you gotten some counseling? (laughs) You know, you know, Jill, maybe you should get a job, just any job, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought the same thing. And um, so at first I had um, a little bit of savings. um, So I was, I had no debt. So I was really good at protecting myself before I went on the journey. So when people want to do this, I always warn them, like, make sure that you're called to it and you're not just avoiding life. Mm, and so I've got help to it. And, um, God provided every city I'd go to and stay with friends. They would give me like 20 bucks or, you know, some money. Um, and because I had started a nonprofit literally just months prior to that for the, cause I thought I'd be doing more ministry with people in my city. I was in Dallas at the time. Um, slowly after about a year, people started seeing what I was doing. And now this is before Facebook or Instagram live. So I had to make videos and put it out there. And some people thought I was crazy, but they started hearing the testimonies of people getting healed. Like literally I'd pray for someone and they'd either be healed right then, or I'd hear a month later, like a little girl that I prayed over had eczema from the time she was born. And I remember praying over her. I was staying at her, her parents were friends of mine. And I felt such compassion on her because she was about to turn 16 and it was on her face. And I was just like, God, she needs to feel pretty. You know, like it's so hard on girls. And I felt such compassion. And a month later, her dad called me and said, you're not going to believe this, but all of her eczema is gone. And I was like, whoa. So even I was like praying for things that I didn't have a grid for. I didn't have experience. I hadn't seen it before. But I started paying attention to where compassion rose up in me. And I realized often when there's compassion, that's something God is giving us um, to, and like saying, hey, I'm going I'm to do this. In the Bible, it says that Jesus had compassion on them and healed them. And so that's, I started noticing, but I didn't know when I was in the moment and in that first year, I looking back, I can see it, but I didn't know that was something he was doing with my faith to believe him that if he sent me on this journey, he would pay for it, you know? Wow. So, so your friends are giving you a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there, and you're able to make it to the next place and to the next place. And so how did you know where to go next? 
Such a good question. Um, at first, before I left Dallas and I went on the trip and I thought it was just going to be like three months, it was around October, November. And so I think I did a map and I kind of looked at where my friends lived because as an actor, which is why I mentioned that I had actor friends all over the country that I hadn't seen in like 20 years or whatever. And when you're doing a show, you're really close. So you become like family. And so they were thrilled to see me. And so I made a little chart and I was like, okay, I can go from Dallas to Nashville, to Atlanta, to Virginia, up the coast, to New York, to Pennsylvania. You know, I, so I made a little map. Um, so that I'd be home with my family in Chicago at Christmas. So it sounds like to me that you actually were going on this journey to basically see friends, but you were uh, healing and helping people all along the way. Is that right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, at first, I think my idea was I'd go see friends. And then I was like, that's crazy. And then I was reading the scripture with, from Luke 9. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. And that's where I felt like, you know, God will start giving you something that you th- feel is frivolous, but then he'll show you the purpose. Mm. And so then once I realized the purpose of it, it wasn't really about seeing friends, although that was awesome. I would stay with my friends and not see them. I'd go out into the city. And like, I walked all over New York City one day, just praying for people as I felt led. Um, I went to LA eventually and joined a ministry that was doing ministry on Skid Row. And so I went, so I didn't really see my friends as much as I thought I would. Um, I ended up just going where God led me and feeling like that was my purpose. I was there to encourage people, to love the people that weren't being loved, to see people for who they were random conversations, you know, in this, in a line or taking a walk or ended up just when you've got time to just sit and let, you know, the God or the universe or whatever, draw people to you. I think when we're busy and we're running around, we're not paying attention to the little moments that we're supposed to have during a day. Mm, And so that's what it, it slowed me down to notice people. So, Mm, so cool. So, Now you've went through this whole experience. You've had these three years, you get back home. Now, did God speak to you through this time to do this coaching and in this specific way? Or was that something that like, was it after you got back or was it like during the process? Yeah, you know, again, looking back, um, 2020's hindsight, like we see so clearly, when I would stay with some friends, and sometimes I'd only see them at night, they would start telling me the hard stuff they were going through. And I would, and some of them didn't go to church, you know, um, but I would pray with them. And I would prophesy, which sometimes God would just tell me how to encourage them. And so I would do that. And so I did that throughout these three years. And just to be clear, I would go back to Dallas for a little bit here and there in between um, trips. And so I would only, I'd come back and then I'd leave when I felt prompted again. And so, um, so I would, as I was on the journey and I was praying with people and prophesying and praying for healing, that was when I came back to Dallas for one of my stops to kind of just recharge for a bit. I had some friends that were counselors and pastors who were watching me and they said, what you're doing, you like that, you might be a really good coach. Like if you get certified, cause I think sometimes when people are like, I mean, it sounds woo woo, right? Like I'll pray with you. Like who's going to 
like pay me to do that. <laughs> you know, like, and I shouldn't ask for people to pay me to pray with them. That just feels wrong. Uh-huh. And so I wanted, I noticed, I guess I should, should say that there were a lot of skills that I, as I studied coaching that I needed to learn um, that are practical skills of coaching that the International Coach Federation teaches about how to ask good questions, how to listen, how to help people move forward. Because I can pray with someone, but if they don't have a solid thing to grab hold of in order to move forward in their life, then they'll end up in the same habits. And so I started really caring about the whole person, about what would happen to them after they left me. And so that's when I went and got certified and right away I had clients. So for me, it just happened super organically. And then I stopped being on the road, but I still wasn't making enough money to get my own apartment again. So I had friends that would let me live with them and that continued for another couple years. So like another two years, that was kind of painful, <laughs> but I mean, I love them, but that's hard. I, I get it now. So that kind of is what did kind of help you stay on the road too. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And so now you've gotten back and you then decide to, or, or did you during the process actually, uh, trademark this? Oh, yeah. Um, Freedom Coaching, I trademarked, oh gosh, a couple years ago when I realized, well, again, I think it was just God. Like I mm-hmm. felt prompted to trademark it now that I really think about it. But I noticed it was people were like, oh, will you teach me how to do that? And friends that, of mine that are coaches are like, you should teach other people your model. And I realized this was bigger than I thought it was, which mm-hmm. is a lot of times when we you know, people say, oh, you're so successful. How did you get that way? And you're like, oh yeah, there was lots of pain and little steps and not knowing and um, before people saw success. So once I trademarked it, I felt like this is kind of a God business plan now, you know, where I want to duplicate what I'm doing and teach others what I'm doing because I don't want it to just stop with me. Awesome. I love that. And so did the book then come after that? Yeah. Um, the book came out in November of 2017 and, um, it was one of those things where it was because my clients were asking for it. They said, Hey, I love that exercise we did or that prayer you prayed with me. Can you write that down so I could do it again on my own? Like one of them is about forgiveness. And so they're like, I need to do that prayer with other people that are, I have, I've been mad at. And so that's really what made the book was I really thought I'll make this PDF for my clients. <laughs> and then somebody and then like, ended up morphing yeah. into a book. I love it. I love yeah. that. That's beautiful. Well, it sounds like God has put you on a mission to bless and to serve others. And, and I truly just love that. Uh, I hey. love that you're listening and you're following and doing what feels right for you. And it sounds like you're being blessed because of it. And I just commend you for that. So congratulations on following the spirit and, and doing what feels right. So, and thank you for being on the show and being a part of this. Um, How can people find you on uh, the internet or where can they find you at? Yeah, you can, it's really easy. You can find me at jillmonaco.com. So Monaco is M-O-N-A-C-O. And from there, you can find all my social media, but I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter under the at Jill Monaco. I mean, that's pretty much everywhere. Um, And I've got so many free resources on my website. So I encourage people to head over there and they can get a sample of the freedom prayers in the book 
Um, I also actually, can I tell them about the free thing that they can get easily? Yes, please do. So if they go to jillmonaco.com slash like that little angle thing, um, living dash free, uh, living and then the dash little sideline line free, um, you'll get a free audio teaching where I talk about our beliefs and our emotions and our wills and how that all combines to give us the life we live, whether we don't, if we don't like it, this will really help you. If you feel stuck in patterns of thought or behavior or your emotions overtake you, uh, Living Free has a ton of teaching all condensed into like an hour. And then it comes with a workbook that you, there's a PDF that you can work through all the exercises and take notes as I teach that. And it's totally free. Um, and I think it's a good place to start. That's awesome. Thank you so much for offering that for our audience. I just really appreciate that. Well, Jill, we really appreciate having you on today and appreciate you sharing your wonderful story. And it's so amazing. And uh, I just love it so Mm -hmm. much. I love that you just listened. I mean, if we all would just slow down long enough to listen, we'll find that the Lord is trying to direct us in so many different ways. So thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. All right. This is Donna and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow.